0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Shared Experiences podcast. Thank you all for tuning in today.
1: Yeah, thanks for watching. Happy holidays, everybody. Sorry we missed you last week, but we hope everyone's doing well. And just a quick note before we start, guys, it's coming to the end of the year, and Josh and I have been doing some reflecting over the last year and all the episodes we've done, and we're considering maybe making a switch over to a different podcast theme slash topic. So we wanted your guys' feedback if you're really interested in us continuing to follow mental men's mental health and its issues please reply in the comments and let us know but otherwise if you're open to us following other topics uh, we're kind of open to exploring new opportunities as we haven't gotten a whole lot of traction on this subject and would maybe like to see some more growth. So we appreciate all you guys listening and all of our listeners who have stuck through us and love our videos. You know, we love you guys. We don't want to let you down. So let us know your thoughts.
0: Yeah, and especially the audio-only listeners that have been in this for the long haul <laughs> will have known that it has switched hands and topics quite a bit over the years, but have just been trying to find our groove. And I think... Uh, When Casey and I first started, we both were doing more like social commentary stuff, which I think was a lot more fun and we definitely enjoyed it more. Not that the men's mental health hasn't been a good time. I've definitely learned quite a bit, but I think it's getting to the point where I feel it's getting a little redundant. Yeah. And neither of us want to really lean too heavily into some of the doom and gloom manosphere content, (laughs) which, you know, we've kind of been riding the line, but it seems at this point in the game, that's really the only way to position yourself nowadays is to take that route and i really don't want to do that in order to you i know
1: yeah yeah no we want to have fun with this podcast obviously men's mental health is an important topic and we hope a lot of you guys have gotten value out of it but at the same time if we're not seeing results um we do kind of want to maybe just try something new and see if it sticks like josh said try something a little more fun and upbeat that we both enjoy Mm -hmm. um yeah we still have one more episode to you we're we're capping off speaking of the doom and gloom (laughs) with with just uh, a generic recap of kind of the where we're at in the world and kind of why maybe even we started this topic and that the American dream that we were kind of promised and told as a kid is pretty much dead or not (laughs) just not um not what it was promised to be
0: End the year on a high note. Yeah, end the year on a super (laughs) high note, guys.
1: If you want to end the year with positivity, go somewhere else. (laughs) We've got some interesting points and some cool charts. You thought
0: 2023 was bad.
1: (laughs) Hey, listen, we got an election year coming up next year. It is going to
0: be an interesting year. I'm excited. Yeah. I I am (laughs) curious to see how it all plays out. But, um, yeah, no, this is something we've kind of touched upon. It'll be kind of a conglomeration of a lot of the different facts that we've brought up. Yeah. I mean... I think we're all feeling it on certain ends. It feels like the government's trying to pitch to us right now how good the economy is. And it seems that most most people are basically saying, F you. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're not feeling it. Groceries are way more expensive And uh, buying a house, I think I read on Forbes, it's 52% more expensive to buy than to rent. So a lot of people aren't even able to get housing and there's also a lack of starter homes. So that affects the American dream. And then obviously wages, the biggest one, not keeping up with inflation, something I personally experience (laughs) on a day-to-day basis. I'm sure you experience it. What has been your thoughts on the matter? That's actually
1: a great point is it very much shows kind of the dichotomy of the different generations right and why Biden and not even just his, I think he's he part of the silent generation cuz <laughs> he's in his 80s um but more so like uh, the boomers and uh I think maybe the older millennials still had an experienced some of that good economic prosperity mm-hmm. in the late 1900s I actually saw a great video um from Johnny Harris yesterday if people watch him on YouTube used to be at Vox on economic Uh, globalization and how that just vastly boomed all economies across the world and brought a level of prosperity that's almost never been seen. It happened after World War II, where just gates opened up and international trade happened, which just benefited mutual parties and just allowed for so much economic expansion, which is what our parents and grandparents' generations kind of went through. And so I don't blame them for thinking that at that point, why would the dream not continue forward and everything would just be more prosperous? But- through some of the events of the last twenty or so years that we've been alive, you can think of nine eleven, the oh eight housing crisis, you can think of COVID, it's and Trump. Just overall, <laughs> it's it's starting to crumble a bit, and it just didn't go. And now we've got you know all the conflicts with China, Russia, uh, and the Middle East of all the that pretty much brings up tech, oil, and you know food prices. It's all starting to collapse a little bit, which is. Where we're at now and why I think that, you know, our parents had that dream and that's how they grew up. So it's right, right on them to think that it would continue, but they're not realizing that we're trending in the opposite direction.
0: Yeah, I vaguely remember reading that. I mean, different articles will give you different figures or different years. But it seemed that there was a consensus that 1986 was considered the best year in US history. Mm-hmm. And that I think th- though the 70s overall might have been the best decade, yeah. possibly 80s. If you want to scroll
1: down here, we could actually just get into some of these figures since sure. we're talking about them. I'm sure people have seen this chart before. This is the 1971 cost of living. See, a new house cost 25200
0: By the way, is this with inflation? Adjusted? Uh,
1: this is just cost in 1971. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to reference it to inflation. I was kind of just ref- referencing everything for average income
0: mm. because
1: if you think about it, the average income there is ten thousand six hundred twenty-two a year. So you think about it, a new house costs two point five times uh, the average salary. So you take that now to uh, what the average salary is in the U.S., which I think is around seventy to eighty thousand. The average uh, salary? No, really? Look I it think up.
0: it's like fifty.
1: Really? Look it up.
0: I could be wrong. If it's but... if
1: it's way if it's lower, then that's even crazier. Uh maybe that maybe I was talking about full take home for a family. Yeah, fifty-nine thousand. All right, so I was off. Uh yeah, median mm-hmm. household income ha, that's, in the US yeah. was seventy. So okay, so sixty thousand. So two and a half times sixty thousand is about hundred and fifty thousand. So average house, you should be able to get a house if if prices stayed the same as nineteen seventy one, you should be able to get a new house for a hundred and fifty thousand for a hundred and uh eighty thousand. I looked it up, and you could check my figure there on the doc. The average ho- home price in the U.S. I believe was—I uh, didn't even put it on there—but it was about three hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> so, about four to five times what your. I average actually, I actually—I thought it, is.
0: it was higher. I thought it was like four hundred six. I remember on Crystal and Sager they were I th- talking about this. I think, I think it's actually coming down a bit. Okay, uh,
1: finally. <laughs> But still, it's nowhere near the uh, two and a half times salary that you earned back in the day. Not even close. Not, not to mention what mortgage rates were. And yeah, if you can go back to that that figure, the Pinterest chart. Look at tuition at Harvard: two thousand six hundred dollars <laughs> per year. That is that is almost uh, a fifth of a yearly salary compared to now, where tuition at Harvard is probably thirty or forty thousand, and that's more than half of the average salary. I today. love the
0: 40 cents a gallon.
1: Oh yeah. Right. That's it's a great I mean, one. Hilarious, Even right? the movie
0: ticket I can get on board with $1.50. Yeah.
1: Let's go back, baby. Well, Come I mean, on. what
0: is it now? Like, I guess it depends if you're doing one of the nicer theaters it could easily be 20 bucks. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh, easily. And yeah, new car, uh, will cost you about a third of your yearly salary, which now a new car is probably about 30 to 40,000. A new one. Maybe you can get, you can get a nice good use for $20,000. I was say, yeah, it doesn't have to be that, that and, much. But that's you know probably still close to half the average salary, maybe a little bit less. It's That's more comparable, I guess. But uh, the housing one is just the biggest. Yeah, cost from,
0: of living is by far the biggest yeah. inhibitor, as well as the the loans, I'd say. Yes, The cost loans. of education is a huge inhibitor.
1: And that was one of the bigger promises of the American dream, right? Is you get educated, you're going to get a good job. You're going to be able to afford a house and a family.
0: So fun fact you know, I've been potentially looking into getting a master's and I've been considering going overseas for that exact reason. So even with, I believe like, with this my alma mater gives like a 20% discount. If you go back for your master's, it's still like 80 to (laughs) 100,000 versus for example, one of the countries I looked at was Portugal and for a master's over there. For their locals, it's only 650 euros a year. (laughs) For international students, 5,000 euros a year. That's I mean, it. That's it. That's crazy. <laughs> and even for them, I bet you for the locals like five the Yeah, I mean, are you, like, are you me? like no one does that. <laughs> <laughs> like go to my country. Yeah, now, I'm, I'm sure like the Scandinavian countries might be more expensive, but even still, I don't think they're they're even close.
1: Yeah, I was I was talking. I was on vacation last week, and I was talking to this woman from Switzerland. And yeah, I was telling she said, like, you know, nowhere in the range is close of what we were paying for co- public colleges here. No, not, these are just
0: private, debilitating levels of loans.
1: Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for young people, right? It's food, housing, college. Mm -hmm. The three biggest contributors to, I mean, pretty much happiness in your life, financial stability. And it's the three biggest ones I've seen the most inflation. I mean, what have we seen prices come down with? Like flat screen TV prices? (laughs) Like, yeah, great. (laughs) I saw a a great,
0: and maybe I'll have to see if I can pull it up at some point. But just to describe it quickly here, it was a great, I think actually, you know, it was it was Patrick Murphy, the guy who we had on the podcast, go check it Check it out with him. The celebrity personal trainer. But anyhow, he reshared it on his story. It was a woman going to the grocery store, and the guy checking her out was like a, a supposed to be a paramedic and as she's as he's scanning the items he see she is seeing the costs being rung up and she starts to have a heart attack he's <laughs> like don't worry madam I'm, I'm used to this uh, we can calm you down we can get through this together it's like i don't know that i could do it i don't know that i could do it he keeps scanning it it just keeps getting oh worse God. like i'm gonna pass out ma'am i'm not gonna allow that to happen on my watch <laughs> jesus <laughs> yeah, that's, but it was just very representative yeah. of what uh, is going on today.
1: No, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's it's what people are going through, unfortunately, just financial stress, which is which is the cause of most of this loss. So uh, you can go back up to the top and just see. Uh, yeah, you can click on that first Pew Research uh just showing that rate wages uh, have not kept up with productivity. This is a big thing. Yeah, as a chart from 1950 to 1970, productivity and wages were had the same uh, rate of growth, and then after one thousand nine hundred and seventy it stagnated, and you started to see that wages since one thousand nine hundred and fifty have only grown by one hundred and fifteen percent and but productivity has actually grown by two hundred and fifty two percent so that 's crazy right and that 's something I bring up with my parents often about both uh, wages and hours worked because it we should either get one right if we're if we 're putting out more productivity than what we used to we should either get paid more or work less and Mm -hmm. honestly i would take either (laughs) at this point but with the four-day work week and everything it's been stuff some people are talking about
0: yeah that's one of my biggest hang-ups with this country still i love the u.s i mean obviously i don't want to pretend like i'm always uh, talking as if i'm european because i feel like (laughs) it comes across that way this country definitely has a lot of perks for sure. And especially if you're on the wealthier side, obviously right. all the tax cuts and all of that. But just in general, it's a great country. Nonetheless, though, that doesn't mean we should, shouldn't should strive to be better. And for me, yeah. this is the biggest hangup is what I consider the toxic work culture of you have to be constantly grinding all day, every day, using up all of your free time mm-hmm. to just make more money and buy more material goods. Right. And I think that's ultimately what has been its downfall. And I think Our generation, the younger generations are starting to feel that, but instead of embracing it and riding along, some companies have, there's a lot of pushback that we just get called lazy when in reality, we just want to be able to have the time and freedom to be able to live Mm -hmm. life.
1: Well, that's even more of the point is people think like, why? if we're slacking a little bit at work or something or like oh why aren't you guys working all the time why don't you work 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 but we've been with the advent of technology we've been able to do a lot more with a lot less people Mm -hmm. used to sit at a job all day and write in sheets of paper you know order forms and call that a hard day's work now we could all we could you know get that done with a couple lines of code and have it all done automatically and do the same amount of work then and people like oh you lazy you know son you could be doing three times as much yeah, but it's it was the same amount of work.
0: It does right, and I do know people who are working their asses off constantly. But I also know people, I'm sure you do too, that have remote jobs that don't do jack oh, shit yeah, for during sure. the day. Yeah. Like maybe work a full hour or two, right. <laughs> And Then the rest of the day, like, yeah, I just was watching Netflix, and uh, this is a good time. You know, they have the mouse movers. Oh right, yeah, to keep yeah. themselves busy.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely the case. And, and that's the thing is, we just have we we don't know what to do with all this prosperity. Uh, you can, I've got another, yeah. Click that corporate tax from Wikipedia. There's a great chart on the right side. It's a little one. The second one. Yeah. That one. So this is us corporate profits and tax rate over time. So you can see on the bottom, uh, you go all the way back to the seventies, uh, corporate profits were probably, I don't even know what that is like a hundred billion dollars total. And now they've gone all the way up to our generation over three, three and a half trillion no about 4 trillion sorry before tax profits over 4 trillion and just the amount of growth that you've seen in through all of this corporate tax rates have been going down we've been taking less money from corporations and my point to all this is we could be paying people a lot more especially at big name companies they could have there are certain companies that do pay a lot like all the finance you know all those guys who do work very long hours but there is room to give the american people uh, more money, and we've seen some of that this year with the labor strikes, the UAW strike, uh, some of the other uh, manufacturers that have gotten deals done. But there is room to give people money. All these companies are making record profits, and they should be paying record wages, which was what uh, the UAW
0: strike motto was. Record profits equals record contracts. Yeah, there's no reason an Amazon driver has to be shitting in bags between right. shifts. <laughs> Hire more drivers. You've to not have enough people. Well, also, too, I mean, I don't know what happened to the Sherman Antitrust Laws uh-huh. but uh yeah, it's I thought <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I thought we had passed those a long time ago but they do not seem to have been implemented and on top of that not just corporations I've talked about this before but I'll bring it up one more time because I think it's so nuts that uh I I believe it was Harvard it was Harvard and Princeton were the two that were discussed but Harvard has a dowry currently of oh, yeah. uh, 53 billion do- dollars and for those that aren't aware uh, I guess Harvard and a lot of these companies are allowed to technically like invest their money, and not only that, they take in, of course, donations, tax-free. things like that, tax free. Um, and I believe I looked it up. The average tuition was like sixty to seventy thousand. That might be with uh, room and yeah, board, total, yeah. But point being, if you do the math, and I think there's like twenty five thousand students. It comes out, it came out to around like 900,000 total for the whole student body population. And they have 53 billion that they're working with. So point (laughs) being is they can afford to put all of their students in school for free for years. Right. And still have a crap ton of money left over. And yet Mm. they still charge the hell out of them. It's pathetic.
1: Yeah, there is. I think we missed the US missed the train on some of the Bernie Sanders um, just kind of idea train. I know a lot of it. Well, the people say is going towards socialism, but at the bottom line of just there is just an, a level of greed that is being seen that. We have, I mean, we used the that was definitely seen before, but it's just the amount of money that's being taken out of the mm-hmm. system and held in these corporations and owners is just becoming obscene.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, even just look at who. What's the uh, Supreme Court justice that? Oh yeah, Clarence. Uh, and take Clarence. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. taking all the bribes and private jets. That happens and, all the time.
1: Yeah. So yeah, my my You just got caught. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one. Uh, but my point with that graph is you can see corporate profits have almost been twenty times what they were in our parents' age. But as I said. Uh, real wages have only increased 120% according to the last chart. Imagine if i you'd seen 20 times growth in your salary. <laughs> what would be making right now? Wouldn't that be nice?
0: Be on a beach in Portugal. Yeah,
1: right? No kidding. Be uh, retired. Spain. You can see the consumer price index was pretty flat from 1950 to 1970. Uh, didn't grow that much. And then you just see a wicked ride happen through the 80s and 90s. And then even as we get to 2020, you just see it skyrocket uh, straight up to the end of the graph.
0: So from, what is this, 1975? It goes from around 52 to now where we're at in 2023, end of 2020, or this is 2022, December, Uh at around 300, so.
1: (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Yeah. And you could see, yeah, real median household income has only gone up since the 80s, uh from 56,000 to 72,000. This chart I think does show a lot of growth since 2015. Uh I think workers have actually taken back a little bit of it, but still they've only seen about a $10,000 increase which does not do much in the long run. And yeah, they talk about our Americans falling behind and they basically say that yeah, wages are falling behind the cost of uh CPI is outpacing uh in uh wages. And it's not necessarily, you know, it's not good for the
0: country. <laughs> no, definitely not. Although it is saying, um, While the wages have not kept up with cost of living, or at least a lot of Americans feel that way, there's evidence anecdotal and statistical that most of the wage gains are flowing to the top. But I'd have to read more into that because I don't think most people are feeling that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, the more wages you pay, the more taxes you pay. And that just flows all the way back. Yeah. And to be fair,
0: too, it does depend heavily on where you're living, which is why. Although they keep saying there's a huge outpour from California and New York, but and even Chicago, it certainly doesn't feel like it with the traffic here, Mm -hmm. at least.
1: Yeah, wait, that was good right there. You see Social Security received a cost of living adjustment of 3.2% for 2024, following uh, inflation of 8.7% in 2023. <laughs> so you know that's keeping up.
0: And there's <laughs> another big factor too, which I've definitely brought up before, but I'll mention it again, that weighs into all of this, which is technology. Mm-hmm. Our parents, no one else had to deal with the technology that's available today. The advent of the internet changed everything, but I'd argue more that social media and now AI is really here to, to change right. things up. And it's just thrown everybody for a loop that no one's prepared for. We have zero uh, historical evidence as to how we should proceed in the right direction because this has never happened before. We've never experienced it, especially at such a intensely high growth rate i mean throughout the 20th century we saw a lot of progression but not from what 2000 to now 2023 or 2024 mm-hmm. is looking like
1: yeah and like even the even the progression from 2000 to 2010 is nothing what it's been from like 2020 to now yeah and uh it's it's actually been, it's been insane that was one of my points that i wrote down is just that the The on top of having to deal with a more complex economy and having to find more of a niche path, and not it's not just go to college, get the house, family like simple steps, it's you have to deal with everything else and this inundation of information and social pressure that you get from social media. Having to deal with all that, as well as the regular economic stuff, has just put a ton of stress on the whole population, not just males, but specifically. Uh, You know, as we discussed, hurts males more because they can't deal, they don't deal with their their mental
0: health as much or as openly as women do. You also have to factor into jobs being outsourced. So a lot of jobs can be done remotely now, which means that technically you can hire, which I've heard a lot, especially for tech jobs, you can hire someone for cheaper in India Mm -hmm. who has a lot more experience or not even to go that far, even if you want to stay national, you're competing against someone in North Carolina and Texas or Florida who may be way more qualified. You also have, and this is a good thing, I want to put that out there, but the the downside is there are, it does mean less jobs available, especially right. for guys, which is women now are much more educated, are working way more uh, higher mm-hmm. up positions, which yeah. is great. However, it just does mean that there's a limited availability now for people overall, mm-hmm. meaning, and men specifically in this case, since we're. Talking about men's mental health, right um that there's less likelihood of just finding those jobs because mm-hmm. they're strictly just less available,
1: yeah, and it's more the focus on the corporate jobs, right, and that's where I think the focus has been because right I think this is more of our grandparents' generation that was kind of like you could go out of high school and get a manufacturing job and be comfortable. you can have a comfortable family life and support a house on a one on one income and send your kid to you know public college and still have enough for a decent retirement. You could live a a decent American life. Now, if you're a kid coming out of high school, I don't know any kids that are like, I want to go... You know, work at a manufacturing plant.
0: Well, I mean, having done it, um, I will push back a little bit in that I think the problem is a lot of people don't realize that you can actually make really good money being an electrician, being a plumber. That the guys in the manufacturing plant, it's the same thing if you're a screw machine operator, which is what I was potentially working my way towards. Um, you can do really well, but the difference is it takes time. But yeah. granted... I think I looked up the average union electrician in Chicago makes 70K, but most of the ones I know make way more than that, especially if you start your own business because yeah. hardly anyone's going into it. Now, the problem is it's the stigma behind those jobs that we need to move past. Yeah, there is a lot of potential. It's just the downside, which is, I think, why most people don't go into it outside of the stigma, is the fact that they're tough jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, you're outside a lot, which can be a good thing, but they do require a lot of off hours. You know, if someone's toilet breaks or someone's electricity goes out, you got to be there to fix it. And um, it just, yeah, it may not pay necessarily as much as like a higher end corporate job, but I do think it pays a lot more than people think. I think you can definitely make 150 as an electrician.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you start your own business, I I have no qualms with that. I I just meant that more, so for like a manufacturing plant or a production plant. If you just went with no experience or yeah. knowledge out of high school, like it used to happen when America was one of like the greatest car manufacturer in the world, right? You well, could the- go to there and and make a decent salary right out of the gate and afford a house. You know, two years. after Well, that's you start.
0: why the Ford strikes. That's what right. caused right. And the it's been
1: getting better. To the to my to my point earlier, what I said about the UAW strike, which is I think one of the biggest news stories of the year. Uh, it that. The tide is shifting. Since yeah. COVID, the tide has been shifting.
0: It was funny to see family and friends' reactions to that because a lot of them owners, oh, they're asking for four-day weirka like. <laughs> give me a break
1: yeah (laughs) like these guys are working their asses off these guys are working two jobs (laughs) i hear some i heard so many stories of them. like i got i'm a you know like single parent i'm working this job i gotta go home feed my kids i work another job and i still don't save any money
0: i think that's the saddest part of the american dream actually is that you have to work multiple jobs for a lot of people just to get by that doesn't exist in europe as stefan said i think on our show if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah, it's it's not existent and it's just like there's no there's no comfortable bottom line right the bottom line is homelessness (laughs) like poverty (laughs) and the you know there's no not to saying that there's no it's just like easy life in europe but there is just a little bit more safety net to fall back on and a standard wage Mm -hmm. slash growth that you can do with with minimal training uh and skill
0: see that is something that is something i'd like to do more of in the future i want to get some more of my european friends to come on and maybe put poke holes in some of these arguments or just defend Europe like it seems most people do ironically is I keep waiting for someone to really bring up a lot of the cons but most of the time they're like no it's pretty great over yeah it's like oh we're doing pretty right. (laughs) I did I had on uh, granted this is when we were audio only I had on one of my friends from Norway Uh, she came on and talked about her experience and said the same thing like you know she lives up in the mountains goes hiking all the time I mean sounds fantastic sounds great to me yeah Yeah. granted cost of living there it is very costly yes but I think the wages are also much higher Right, and they're
1: also comfortable with less, which yeah. is, uh, you know, to our generations, not their, not our generation's fault. We've been inundated with all the social media of needing a nice car, nice house, mm-hmm. hot significant other. It's, uh, you know, there's all this social pressure behind it, which is why I can click on this next chart just to show that besides economics, uh, marriage rates are also at an all time low for uh, the U.S. As you can see, it, it just takes off a cliff in the seven, or more towards Oof. the eighties, and just drops from about ten percent or marriage rate. Yeah, this is marriage rate per thousand people. Uh, ten per thousand, all the way down to I think about that's uh about. It's gotta six. be like I
0: think even no, even less. This has got to be like what is this five no, it's, here? It's, so it's, this it's is one per line. So it's, oh, uh, eight, okay. yeah, got eight, it. nine,
1: ten, seven. It's about six. So it's a- almost half of what it was. And you know we, we've touched on this loneliness epidemic a lot. It's uh, on top of all the economic issues. If you don't have anybody else to support you, how are you going to get through it?
0: Well, I think it's also a big gamble too. I mean, you're especially as a guy, right? Uh, typically, the argument has always been, and there are there is evidence to somewhat support that argument that guys typically got the worst uh, end of the deal when it came to marriage. You know, in terms of alimony, I think that's changing now that women mm. are doing better. Right. But I still think it definitely exists and so you feel less motivated. I think it's also people just want to live their lives. You know, when you finally start to perhaps feel comfortable, you're like, now I'm supposed to like have a family and have kids. Like I want to enjoy this. You know, I want to travel. I haven't been able to do anything. been working my ass off. So why not be able to live life? I just think people see it as a big gamble that maybe feels outdated. Granted, I don't know that that's a good thing necessarily i'm kind of in between on it
1: yeah i don't know if it's necessarily a gamble I, I do think there's a significant financial aspect to it especially kids uh but not just kids i mean even just having a wedding right you got to get the ring couple, you know i mean again although you don't have to do any of this but the social pressures to do all of it are very high and then you start getting the wedding expenses and with how much everything costs you gotta might have, have, have it, a lot of
0: money i think it might have be whitney cummings who said this that a purchasing an engagement ring is more of a purchase showing that you can support your spouse, <laughs> which I, th- which does make sense on That's its funny. surface. But granted, if the couple were smart, mm-hmm. they would just say, "No, don't buy me an engagement ring. Like, let's yeah. either take a vacation we've wanted to do, or let's like reinvest the money right. we would have bought kids me for college. a stupid diamond ring that could easily be stolen. Yeah, lost. and yeah, put it towards our kids' future.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly."
0: But so. no, I want to have the bling. That's right. what I care about.
1: <laughs> I want to do the Instagram picture. Yeah. Why yeah. doesn't the
0: guy get anything out of marriage?
1: I, yeah, I want is, a in cool today, ring. Yeah. In
0: today's, uh, in today's world, like you get the ring. Why don't I get an you Audi? You like a
1: motorcycle or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's the same It's supposed
0: to be a two-way street. You're it's supposed ski. to be a back and forth. Why do I have to buy you the ring? It's, actually, that's a, there's a good argument to be made right. there that's yeah. a good i feel like that's a good comedy premise get the, get
1: just like the most guy gift of all time give me like a nice weber grill or something. <laughs> no that's <laughs> a
0: great comedy premise right like it's always been traditional the guy gets the ring but like in today's day and age of the female independent woman why does that still exist like why aren't why aren't you buying me an audi i've right. always wanted an audi you're right i've always <laughs> wanted a weber grill yeah
1: she's <laughs> always wanted a diamond ring i've wanted a diamond ring i don't care about <laughs> rings at all
0: i want an ice i want a uh um A cold plunge. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, yeah. Six months free to jujitsu. Thank you, yeah, exactly. Thanks, Rogan. (laughs) Anyways, oh, also one more thing I'll just bring up on the marriage rates because this is interesting. The biggest, and I've said this before, the biggest proportion of divorces are actually gray divorces, 55 Mm -hmm. and up, which actually makes sense to me because that typically means that once, that's around the time the kids leave the nest. And so now you're forced to rejoin with your spouse when it's maybe been more about the kids and you're kind of forced to not forced, but you have to potentially rework Mm -hmm. things. And so you probably start asking yourself like, all right, can we make it through this? Or is it going to be like, you know, maybe we just feel like it's had its day. And perhaps there's an argument to be made there too, which it's another uh, subject matter for another time, but But just like maybe marriage is actually, it's not They're not necessarily meant to be permanent. Perhaps, you know, there's nothing wrong with having like, you know, a marriage that lasts, say, 20 years and then reconsidering things when you're at a different phase in life. Just something to consider.
1: Yeah, I saw saw, there was a good clip of Ben Shapiro uh, arguing with a guy on gay marriage. And he said, you know, listen, originally marriage... His argument was like, listen. Was like, I don't, no pro- I, I don't, I don't know if he, I forgot if he had a problem with gay marriage or not. So don't quote me on that. But he's the guy. He basically said like, marriage was originally meant as a bind that you'd go and raise children together for the purpose of the community and raise them well and yada yada yada. So he's like, oh, so you're gonna divorce your wife in ten years <laughs> after all your kids are uh, out of the house? And he's like, he actually got him. He sat there thinking
0: for a second, which you rarely see happen. So, but uh, his wife was not happy about. Yeah, that, right.
1: right? <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I love my wife.
0: No. <laughs> Uh, Did everything you're supposed to.
1: Yeah. So, but that's a good point, though. Something to think about. I think our generation. Anyways,
0: let's end on some good, happy solutions. (laughs) Yeah.
1: My my one happy point. Uh here, I mean there's a couple, but is that there are a lot more ways to be successful than mm-hmm. there were with the advent of the internet. We have a lot of options. you just have to go and explore and try them you've got you know different training courses you can take whatever you want there's Harvard courses on YouTube for computer science that you can go and watch and become an expert. You can go into stock trading, you can go into drop shipping, you could do YouTube and podcasts like Josh and I are trying you can <laughs> <laughs> try and keyword there's obviously e commerce. There is so much you can do from just the comfort of your own house and a little bit of investment money that uh, it is, I think, easier than ever to start a business uh, with the Internet's help.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't usually watch YouTube finance guys, but I did click on one. And the guy I watched like the first couple minutes, he had a good business idea, which is just cleaning out people's dirty garbage bins i'm like that's actually not that bad and i right. know there is a company around here that does it where uh-huh. people's garbage smell like shit after six months because right. they've been throwing shit in there and so you just go around with a pressure washer and you know for whatever 40 bucks just clean it out mm-hmm. it doesn't take that long
1: by the way how great would it be as a subscription service where you just get it they do it on the days you put it out and i
0: think there are companies that do that but like there are, there's a lot of opportunities the reason yeah. I, I brought that up
1: yeah so that's that's just what i'm saying so Guys, I mean, you just got the, the thing is you got to get creative and you have to have your own will to do it. And the difficulty comes when we're bogged down with all of this in, inundation of information and social media and we don't have the motivation to go and find our and forge our own path instead of the one that our parents said mm-hmm. was guaranteed to give bring us success. It's it's complicated. It's hard. And there's going to be failure.
0: I will say if I could do it over again. I mean, I don't want to actually use myself for this argument because I have a different set of dreams (laughs) and goals. But for the average American kid, maybe who's about to graduate high school. And he doesn't know what he wants to do. That's the key. Unless there's something that you really have your eyes set on, you're just like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. I would actually steer that kid towards just skipping college and going into the trades. Right. I'd say electrician, plumber, because the thing is, it's like a four-year apprenticeship, five-year. Uh, But you make money during that time and you're going to learn a skill that will forever be valuable. And you can go anywhere and make a living. And there's more, you can always specialize in it more, meaning you have more opportunity to make more money. You can start to hire people to kind of outsource your job for you. So you're more just managing things at that point, but there's so much potential. You don't have to take on any of the overhead of like a college loan, something like that. So assuming that you could hack it, in terms of like, you know, you don't hate the job completely. Um, I That's the route I would personally go.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that is a good basis to have. And it's also just good life skills to have. Oh, <laughs> I mean You know how to fix your own shit. I mean, that's yeah, great. Yeah,
0: that too. You also save money. Like, you know, you buy your own house one day, yeah. which you'll be able to buy one probably pretty soon. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Electric goes out, like no problem. No problem, I'll fix it. Yeah, no,
1: that's that's a great point. And for all the other kids, they're thinking about all these jobs, right? When I not even thinking about jobs, you got these dreams, right? Kids want to be an astronaut or uh, whatever, a famous scientist or something, and those aren't jobs, right? <laughs> that's famous scientist is not a job. And cause like, you know, I had a passion, I think for some sciences when I was younger and then I saw the path forward, be like, oh, I can go be an engineer or I can go be a scientist at a pharma company testing, you know, whatever, the new Ozempic that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I really want to sell my soul or like go be in like some giant company's lab? That is that the work that would fulfill me? Like probably not. And then I have to get through all that competition anyway. And that's the thing is if you want to go that corporate route, There's just going to be – there's more and more and more competition, especially since COVID where all of the workers, you know, the essential workers who got the shit end of the deal were like, I can go and take a class and get a certification and go compete for some of these corporate jobs. Why not? And I don't blame them to go sit in an office job compared to the shit they were dealing with. But it's just – it's going to keep rising. And there has to be a shift in the dream or – some kind of point where you got, we have to stop the amount of kids coming out with just plain business degrees or something. You have Me. to have some. <laughs> sorry, Josh, but you, you got to start a having real don't, skills. Don't do
0: what I did. Don't do a coding bootcamp either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You you got to start having some real, tangible skills to come out with. Um But the good news is, like I said, there's resources.
0: Yeah. And the only thing I'll amend, which I've said before, but I'll say it one more time, which is unless there's something that really sticks with you, because I think the difference is a lot of these kids grow out of those dreams as they get older. Like Maybe you say you want to be an astronaut. You get older, like, I don't really want to be an astronaut. It doesn't sound that fun. Maybe you like science, but like- you know, may, like maybe you want to do something else in science instead of just being a researcher. Um, so there's a lot of different ways you could go. Like for me, the creative path has stuck with me all throughout my 20s. So I like there's something in there that's telling me, which is what I've been doing recently, mm-hmm. that has really pushed me to stick with it. But that's been a personal lifelong goal right. versus there's a lot of people who don't have that.
1: I will I will say to that point, I, I do think it's still valuable to get a base somewhere to fall back on yeah and get like to your point like the trades like still like you know you can follow your creative path on the side people there should be education that this is you definitely you know the riskier Mm -hmm. and most competitive fields and you know but obviously you wanted to follow your dreams but you should have a base of something to fall back on that you don't mind doing and that you could be good at
0: the only thing i'll add to that and then i think we could probably wrap up here um outside of the mental health component of all this, which we have written down, is that I agree with what you're saying. However, though, I think if you're young, it's okay to make mistakes. So like I personally have the mindset that I think if you really have a dream that you believe in, you're better off committing 110% to that dream when you have the opportunity, assuming it's something you deeply want. Because let's say, you know, you're 25, 26, it didn't work out. You can always go back to school. That option's always going to be there. You want to be an electrician? You can go and become an apprentice Mm -hmm. even at that age. People switch even in their 50s. So I'm just saying this as someone like, you don't want to be in the situation, at least for me personally, of where now you're 35 with a family and (laughs) kids and you always wanted to... I don't know, be an actor or filmmaker (laughs) or musician and not saying you can't do it, but it's much harder in that circumstance versus when you're younger and you have the time and flexibility. I'd rather see someone funnel all of their energy into at least really trying this way later down the road. If it doesn't work out, you could say, well, I gave it my all. I have no regrets about Mm -hmm. that. That's just my personal belief though. So we might just disagree there. I
1: support that. Uh, The only thing I'll partially add is just to at least maybe have a path or say if I don't
0: yeah, have if a timeline.
1: Do get a timeline going, uh, and like I said, the twenties are definitely the time to take risks.
0: It's one of my favorite stories is uh, John Hamm. If you're familiar, a guy from Mad I know Man. John Hamm. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. He uh, he went to Hollywood when he was 25, and I remember he said in an interview, "I'm going to give myself five years to make it." And he said, literally, like a day or two before his 30th birthday, like hardly had anything. He somehow miraculously got cast in a Mel Gibson movie that changed <laughs> his life. Wow. But like that was his plan. Like I'm going to uh. give myself five years doesn't work out i'm gonna find something else and then just right at the, t- right. <laughs> the tipping point Could
1: have lost john ham
0: yeah <laughs> would have been a sad Great day point. for all of us man uh yeah let's just see if you want to sure. wrap us up
1: yeah the main point of all this guys is that with all this stuff going on men need to take care of their mental health more than ever to handle all these issues which is why we've been here and discussing these topics so we hope you guys have gotten a lot out of it and at least especially i've really enjoyed some of our guest conversations mm-hmm. that we've had in the past so go check those out guys and like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode we are attempting to or not attempting we're thinking about doing another pivot something uh you know a different topic makes it up a little bit since we haven't been getting too much traction but if you guys are really enjoying this content and you think we're just a couple videos away from seeing some major growth then uh <laughs> then let us know in the comments. We, yeah. We'd love to hear your support. And we thank you for watching.
0: Yeah, if we have 500 comments, uh, <laughs> <in the> same, <laughs> yeah, exactly. stick with men's mental health, then fine, we'll, we'll do it. We'll stick with it. Yeah. I think we're, we're thinking more some something along the lines of maybe some sort of social commentary. We haven't fleshed it out yet, but we'll keep you guys updated. So yeah. as always, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Let us know what you think in the comments. Subscribe and we'll see you next time.
1: See you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.